Hey everybody, you're listening to So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I am David. Today on the show, we are talking about our first Halloween episode of the month, Happy Death Day. H-double-D. Nobody calls it that. Can you just speak normally? No, I gotta speak with the cool kid. That's what the cool kids are saying. They lingo it all up and they do the anagram. never in your life been a cool kid. That's true. No. No. That's true, but I'm trying. No. I don't want to be one of the cool kids. Garrett's the opposite of a cool kid. Garrett is like you're Billy from the Power Rangers. Like that's your compliment that's, to him. No, you're the nerd amongst cool kids. That's uh, what you are. I don't think so. Like you don't think Billy's the nerd amongst no, the no, cool no. kids? No, no, no. I think Billy is the nerd amongst the cool kids, but I think in that scenario, we're all Billys. Oh no, 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 I'm, no, no. I'm a Zach. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. No. Now, like, Andrew might be a Billy with you. Now, Andrew, I think, I, might be a bulk. A oh, bulk. yeah. Yeah, a you're bulk. a bulk. <laughs> Y'all go f- <laughs> So on that note, uh, like I said, we're talking about Happy Death Day today. We're kicking off our month of Halloween movies. Ooh, spooky. Uh, probably our favorite month of the year. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do two nah, fr- franchises this month. We'll tell you about the second one at the end of uh, Happy Death Day to you. Yeah, but Happy Death Day though uh, came out in 2017, and it is like a um, like a sci-fi mystery meets a horror film. Meets and Groundhog a, Day. Okay, meets a murder mystery. <laughs> it's a blending of genres. Yeah, I'm glad everyone was in here to try to correct me. <laughs> I don't think it was a correction; it was just an addition. Yeah. Okay, he wouldn't have gotten through it without us. Definitely not. Teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. What are these? These are my Superman notes. I don't need these. What are you doing with your Superman notes? So, in, in, that was several fair, movies that was ago. also a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Superman 4. The, uh, One that just makes you feel bad. The movie stars Jessica Roth and uh, Israel Broussard, I believe is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the young folks know those people a little bit more than me. Um uh, Israel is from the uh, To All the Boys I've Loved Before movie on Netflix. That was a big rom-com smash. And Jessica Roth is probably most seen in the beginning of La La Land. Hmm. Um, She hadn't done a lot before that. Yeah. So um, we'll kick things off like we always do by going around the circle of trust and (laughs) saying uh, one word to describe the film. Inevitably, two to three people will say a word that doesn't make sense. Go. <laughs> well, we're all looking at Andrew first because we know uh, yeah. his word is going to be the one that's. Yeah, Andrew is going to be the one that has like hey, a really. I'm odd just word. saying we're get, we we know what's going to happen. Yeah. Is Andrew, is your word going to be an onomatopoeia, or yeah? Are you just going to go whoa? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Here's my word. Meat. No. Uh, Meat. My word is clever. Clever. All right. My word is hybrid. My word is joyous. Mm, joyous. I didn't pick a word. Oh. I was hoping y'all would take longer to do that because I like to pick mine at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, you you saw you really uh, uh, soak it all in until the last second. I do, I do. Well, you know, of of all the things I do to try to prepare for the show, the word is not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't do it. I don't know. Um, I guess if I had to pick a word, it would be um. Hmm. Time warp. No, that's two words. Yeah. So many words out there. Yeah. So many sequels. And now there's pressure on me not to pick a, a normal word. Maybe you can pick the onomatopoeia. 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a uh, adventurous. Adventurous. I think it's very adventurous. Uh, take oh, it back. Taking it back. Twisty. Twisty. Ah, taking it a, back. It's now, very y'all. twisty. That's a good word. Twisty. Well, okay. yeah, I also solicited from our uh, our fans on Twitter. Oh, did you oh, get anything? And we got we got we got one word for okay. Happy Death Day one. Okay. And that is predictable. What? And that's what they said. Uh, bye. You guys might know this person. <laughs> it's, a, it's our good friend Coulter. Predictable. Coulter. Yeah. What did he find predictable about? Although, did he go into detail? No, he didn't. Because I just asked for the one word. I mean, I didn't I say guess, one word and give you know a, you know 139 characters why. I guess tree reliving all her days was predictable. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on uh, your uh, your like. I guess if you know kind of the general idea of Groundhog's Day, you kind of know like okay, she's going to go through this over and over and over again, and eventually she's going to figure it out and it's going to be fine. Yeah. But sure. you could also, I think, make an argument that if you strip out the actual gimmick of the movie, that perhaps the solution to the murder mystery aspect might not be that uh, over-the-top clever. It's just kind of like, if, they, if the movie was just straightforward without that, people might go, oh, the zoo did it. Yeah, sure. I mean, you could, yeah, the... the the identity of the killer isn't very clever. It's it's more of the journey to get to it. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. That, I'll tell a story later about how I was very surprised, and, so it, and it, it, I walked out the movie thinking it was over when it was not. But let's get into uh, our thoughts on this, Andrew. I was going to say before we do that, I don't think anyone's word really needed explanation this time, did it? Not they really. Were all pretty straightforward. Andrew, words. you thought it was clever. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, clever. and that's okay. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, why do you think that was both? this was this anyone's first time watching the movie it was my first time watching the movie okay well, how many times had you seen it this is the second time i actually saw it before i was gonna see happy death day to you and i ended up not seeing happy death day to you prior to this or yeah but anyway i was gonna see this before and I saw this movie before because I think I th- <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> Let me start over. No, please, for the love of God, don't. Just keep going. Please finish. <laughs> We're groundhog daying right now. Come I'm, on, keep going. For come it. on, Bulk. Let's get it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was gonna see Happy Death Day two, but I haven't seen Happy Death Day one yet. And G Christmas. <laughs> So well, hard. I'm glad you decided to do the traditional order of the first movie <laughs> prior to the second. I'm glad we've established that. So now that you find I don't even know what you're trying to get to <laughs> with this. <laughs> well, when you... So I, I wanted... I, I just wanted... Uh, I don't, <laughs> so how does that Stop. I have... No, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. We are moving on. This is absurd. I'm going to... I have broken Garrett. You've, bro- you've broken the laws of physics <laughs> and time. So... I'm gonna, I shouldn't have gone to him first. I'm gonna ask this. <laughs> I'm gonna ask this question to David and Andrew, and they can tag team. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I I'm doing that because I think you two um, don't really like horror movies. They're not really your thing. No, no, not really. So, how did you feel about this one going into it, and how did you feel about it coming out when you realize it's really not a traditional horror movie, and there's a lot more to it than that? Tag team. My my first re- going into it, I thought this was going to be a slasher movie, mm-hmm. and it it, builds, it kind it, of is. It builds itself as a slasher movie, mm-hmm. and um, 
when it when the time travel well the time traveling aspect kind of factored in there, I'm like, well, this is kind of interesting because it could be a mystery, and then it kind of go it delves a little bit into comedy, but um, all in all. All in all, the, the scare aspect wasn't really there. It was more mm-hmm. of a thrilling aspect. Yeah, I agree. So, I got more. Th- I mean, I got more thrills out of it than I did scares. Okay. Does that answer your question? I think so. Yeah, okay. as uh, someone who really isn't all that into horror movies, I found it to be. Uh, you know, it was scary at times. There were some sudden some tension, some sudden scares. Yeah, they were they they built some tense moments up. I I think to the moment where she has uh, blocked all the entries to her her dorm her sorority dorm room, and she's easing towards the bathroom uh, with a I think a, a hammer in her hand, mm-hmm. and she gets really really close. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And she starts to reach for it, and the TV comes back on, and she turns around, and goes out of the way, and then boom, there's a guy, and so. There's some moments that definitely are traditional horror, you know, like if you're not ready, kind of spook moments, or they kind of set you up to be scared. But um, generally, I was more fascinated by how much of a good, I think, character-driven story it became Mm. um, with Tree, the main character, sort of growing as as a person through the course of the film. More so, and I, I did think it was going to be. A, a, I knew there was some kind of strange supernatural or science sci-fi element going on, but I didn't really know that it was a time loop situation. I thought it was more. I thought everybody was aware of the time loop. I didn't realize that only Tree was aware of it going into it. So I thought that there was going to be more communication going on between the main characters, but that didn't stop me from from enjoying uh, the film. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I I like how you said it. it's a character study, and I think it's a <laughs> it's a good aspect to it. It's not really, he what didn't I said. say that, but, <laughs> but he said something. Like, I said it's it just funny that you would come back to that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm dead. No, 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 no. Continue. No, I'm dead. No, you continue. <laughs> you will continue. But like. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but like you introduced, Josh, it is uh, I described it as a hybrid because it kind of takes some well-worn film narratives, the uh, repeating the same day over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, the slasher elements, the murder mystery elements, uh, things that we've seen done dozens of times, and sort of finds a way to splice them together in, unique, in different ways to make for a fresh film. I really thought that it was a surprisingly entertaining film and you know yeah. like like Andrew said there's some comedy in there mm-hmm. but they uh really balanced it good and well in this movie so this side of the table we lack we lack of the horror movies yep a little more yeah. than y'all do yep yeah. i'm trying to remember Weirdos. to my first time seeing this movie and i'm having a hard time remembering exactly if i i don't think i knew it was going to be that kind of horror comedy going into it i don't i have to watch we have to rewatch the first trailer i don't think it was marketed as a funny movie no i don't think think that surprised me i think for me it was uh on paper this movie shouldn't work um it takes it's so gimmicky in a sense that you think it's just going to be another bad teenage slasher horror movie you see we've seen them done all the time and this is a time at when this movie came out it was kind of turning a skid into making better horror movies but we weren't quite there yet, and and you still had that 
most of them were really bad, but some of them were were good. Whereas now we've got more people trying to make actually good horror movies. Um, but this came out a little before it was, you know, known. And I think this is one of Blumhouse's first movies that I remember anyway. Oh, I don't think that's it's it. It's not necessarily it no. no. it's, but it's, For me, it's the one that kind of no, made, you're an idiot. made them stand <laughs> out to me. Because idiot. they give chances on things. And so, like, you see this person's essentially going through Groundhog Day. So you go, man, why, why, why are they taking this aspect for and throwing it into this? And then you see it's just going to be a slasher movie, and it's like, ah, I don't trust them. They haven't made a good slasher movie in a long time. And then you walk in, and for me, it was just so much fun mm-hmm. to watch her go through this. And I really enjoyed the fact that she's the only one that knows what's going on and having to relive the same thing over and over again. But they change enough things to where they <clears throat> set you up to think it's going to be repetitive. Mm-hmm. But then they give her enough free will to change certain elements. So you're continually guessing, continuing being like, okay, this is what happened last time, so this is what I expect, but then right. it doesn't happen. And so they do a really good job with incorporating that and making a really fun movie. And, Josh, you said... Uh, uh, you twist. Raise your hand. You say yeah. twisty, right? So yes. you like the aspect of it kind of changing a couple times the what felt like the right answer for this movie, I guess. Yeah, so... The biggest twist, I think, is um, when when she kills the serial killer mm-hmm. and you think the movie is over because what else could it possibly be? Of course, it's the serial killer who was on the loose. Mm-hmm. And then she um, eats her cupcake and goes to bed and then wakes back up in the same time loop all over again. And I, I do remember seeing it for the first time going, what? Yep. How it didn't occur to me that the cupcake killed her. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? How? I didn't even. It didn't even register that she really ate the cupcake. So then to, to have her go through all that again to find out that it was her roommate mm-hmm. who poisoned the cupcake. Great twist, I thought. Mm-hmm. Really good twist. Yeah, it's sort of out of nowhere. I'm gonna call on Andrew because he raised his hands, and no. I'm gonna piggyback off of what you just said, Josh. <laughs> Andrew. Andrew. Uh, Bulk. <laughs> <laughs> when did uh, when did this movie come out? 2017. 2017. That was a great year for horror movies. Oh yeah, it's good. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, it was a fine year. Yeah, I mean, you had it Chapter One. You had this, and you had um, Get Out. Get Out. Get out. Yeah, which is also a Blue Mouse. <laughs> yeah, this was mm-hmm. the year that made me go. Maybe people are trying to make good horror movies again. As far as you twist, I, I really thought it was a great twist because again. The whole purpose of Groundhog Day is he's a bad person who has to become good. Mm-hmm. This movie starts off that exact same way. She's a bad person. She's full of herself. She's basically like the stereotype of a pretty princess entitled girl that you would mm-hmm. expect to see in these kinds of movies. And yeah. then she goes through it, and that last scene where she she figures everything out, and she knows what's going on, and she's really changed her tune. She reconciled with her dad. She did all of these things, ended the the day after she killed him with Carter, they're together eating the cupcake, and you think, this is going to be great, and then, yeah, bam, resets again. And so for me, I was thinking, she's just this is just going to be it forever. Like, yeah. she's just going to continue this loop forever and for always, no matter what she does, and yeah. I thought that was going to be a good ending. I had started this movie, uh, did not go to the restroom beforehand, and so I predicted the end of the movie. Fool's errand. Whenever it got to that point, I stood up and started to leave to beat the crowd, 
And then I heard, hey, and the whole thing, and I was like, oh, no, because I really had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and so I, but the movie wasn't over, and I was like, I thought it was over. Who's going to kill you this woman? You tried to walk away during the twist. I did. And I'm sitting in the little hallway leading up to the movie theater just pacing back and forth because I really got to go to the bathroom, but I don't want to miss what's going on. And so finally the moment whenever she figures out it's the roommate, I ran to the bathroom and then ran back in, and it was a very adventurous time for me because I didn't know what was going to happen with the movie or my bladder. So since you <laughs> you thought you thought the movie was over, yep. you figured it out you were going to go to the bathroom. Was your plan to leave? Yeah. So if you had gone a, a second or two before the cell phone started ringing, you would have left the movie. I would have 100% had no idea. You that been I like, almost wish that you had. What a fun movie. <laughs> Just because the conversation later when we were like, wow, how about that twist though? And you'd be like, what twist? What? You're like, what, yeah, that she where killed was the, the guy? killer yeah. the whole time? Yeah. yeah. No. The part where her roommate murdered her with a cupcake, and you'd be like, what? <laughs> what movie did you see? Did, is this like a clue situation where they got three different endings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. movie should was do Was it that? the after credits? No, it was no. still the movie. <laughs> it was still the main part of the movie. Yeah, no, I tried that to That was be, at I the 20 minutes to go, Mark. Well, yeah. I, I, I wasn't – it wasn't that I – wanted to leave it was that i really had to go to the bathroom and i thought the movie was ended so i was like done out and then that's why i always go before and this is why you always use the pee time app yeah yeah run tells you you when to sponsor our podcast let's be in touch we use your app quite a bit i have never i don't know probably since i've been a, a teenager i've never walked out of a movie or uh gone to the bathroom during a movie i tried you never gone to the bathroom wow, during a movie? really no i always I, like, go plan before it out <clears throat> I plan that out. I try I o- not to. I always go before, just in case. And then a lot of times I just no- don't have to really go. I find that I can hold out for 90 minutes. Yeah. But uh, uh, Until you watch a Marvel movie. And then, and yeah, when, like, oh, when, when it was, hold it for when three it was, hours. When it was time for Avengers Endgame, I, was, I went, uh, I think it went before twice. I went out once before I left for the theater and then once at the theater before. Yeah. yeah. And if you then, all think uh, I'm not scared of the Rise the thing of Skywalker. Is, you've got like 20 minutes of, <laughs> you've got like 20 minutes of commercials and you know, 15 minutes of trailers these days. So you got plenty of time to get that bathroom break out of the way before the movie starts. Yeah. It's true. But I understand when you have to go, it feels like the movie is draining on every second. That that last 10 minutes felt like it was a whole movie. Um, like a short film? No, a whole movie. I want to point out, I like that the movie starts with its its thing early on, like the Universal logo skips... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nice. It really that's a really cool nice uh, touch. That's a cool touch. I love when movies mess with the opening yeah. logos, whatever you want to call it. I think uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the Paramount logo got all like uh, graffitied and glitched. You know, um, I think the Lego movies do that with their uh, with their their intros, um, turn it into Lego forms. It's uh, I love when movies do that. It's a really cool way to get you into the mood. For the film, um, I'm at. Uh, it seems like the kind of thing Zombieland will probably do. Uh, whenever that movie comes, I out. don't remember. Yeah, it's been um, a while since I've seen that. I don't remember if the first one does that. I don't think the first one doesn't do that. I don't think it does. Anyway, uh, I, I'm also glad you said that. Um, she figures she 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 gets kind of a hang of it. I'm glad that it only took like two iterations for her to start to figure out that something was really wrong, because like the amount of times I've seen this type of movie. Where it's like, or or this concept done on like a TV show, and they go through like three or four iterations or five iterations without like really having a full grasp of something's <clears throat> totally different. It's like, 
come on, do I have to watch? I don't want to have to watch this. I mean, you know, and they're cutting bits shorter, but like, figure it out. Like, I think there's an episode of Star Trek where they do this exact bit, but it's like three or four times down before they start to go. Have you guys noticed that like we're doing the same thing all the time? Well, and that's why I said I really like the fact that they give you enough to let you know that the day is repeating without repeating the same thing. Like Groundhog Day, again, he does the exact same thing and goes through the exact same motions over and over and over and over. But here she changes her day a little bit. And so while the end result is essentially the same, there is enough to make me guess what's going on and keep me on my toes without it being repetitive. I don't feel like this movie, while repetitive in nature, is repetitive. No. Other than the fact that she dies over and over again. But the movie itself, I don't feel like she's no. doing the exact same things over and over And that's again. what I mean. Yeah. It's like the second time that she goes... She's second, the second During the second uh, iteration of events, when she goes down the stairs and she sees the little uh, thing playing Happy Birthday, the little like, uh, little, like uh, music box, mm-hmm. she goes, Nope! Yep. And she turns around and leaves. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Because mm-hmm. it's like this movie's already like saying, we're not going to make you have to watch the same thing happen again mm-hmm. and again. She's going to do different things because she's already caught on that, hey, I've already done all of this before. I can't figure out how, but I've done this. And it was so refreshing to see a character actually figure it out fairly quickly. Yeah, they dumb down these characters a lot of time in these types of yeah. stories. And, and Tree is very smart about it yeah mm-hmm. she 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 knows what's up and is ready to fix it and they even mentioned groundhog day at one right point yeah they mentioned groundhog right, day at the, at the end, end. Yeah. The, uh, the allusion to groundhog day is pretty hard to not uh, bring up um like i said there's an episode of star trek that did this there's probably episodes of plenty of other shows that we could go through uh and a couple other movies that have done this bit um but i feel like adding a murder mystery element because i feel like even though it has it is a slasher like ultimately tree's trying to solve her own murder mm-hmm. and that's a really cool twist on it is not necessarily oh i'm stuck in this thing every time i go to sleep at night i'm gonna wake up the same day and repeat it over and i have to make like the right choice at some point it's like she has to solve her own murder and survive the day although it's never really explained that if she survives that that's what's gonna uh right break the loop i don't know why she just assumes that like oh if i survive through the night i won't wake up the next day i would assume it's because the only thing that stops her is being killed right so if she survives you would have to think that i only loop because i die Mm -hmm. so if i live i'll make it there's no guarantee of that there's no guarantee but it's the only thing i really thought a really like here's a show you talked about an alternate ending i thought a really fun i have an alternate ending that i thought would have been really fun so she kills the killer. The movie ends the same way that it was that you almost walked out of, but time passes. Twenty years later, she's an older woman, taking care of her kids, having a good day. She gets in a car wreck, Oops wakes again. up, because like it doesn't matter that she got killed by this person. Uh. What matters is that she dies. Period. So she could live to be like ninety-eight years old, but she's still going to. Uh, die and respawn in that same day, that same time, and have to live her whole life all over again. It definitely could. That would have been like a really twist. like, yeah. oh my god, what a mind f that yeah. would be. That'd be a great way to end it if they weren't doing a sequel. I think yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm stuck in this loop no matter what. Yeah, that'd be just dreadful. <laughs> Did you guys have any favorite uh, kills slash scenes? Let's do that. Do you want to go? No, you go, Andrew. Okay. Uh, I talked for a while. The the 
The best kill slash scene for me was um, when she got arrested by the cop. Yeah. Oh, and blew up in the car. Yeah, yeah. blew up in the car. Yeah, that's like, a good one. I like the lead up to that because she was just like, "I'm drunk. I'm I'm drunk. I'm, I've taken everything. I've taken everything you've ever known. Just like, please arrest me. Yeah, put me in jail. Genius. She's like, I have think of this, all the drugs. And that's Why didn't the first I think of this before? She really like escapes. Like that's the first time that you mm-hmm. feel like, oh my god, she did it. She got away, and this is her freedom. And then she's even in the car, like so excited, and she screams, "Catch me now, bitch!" And then yeah. the cops show up. And then, yeah, yeah, blows up that cop, runs right over him, and then you're like, oh, man. That was a genuine scare for me when the cop got run over mm-hmm. because it, it was – I mean, it's, it's a jump scare situation, but it was a perfectly timed one because the movie didn't overdo it to that point. And that cop, like, staring her down and then getting mowed down by that car was – I was like, ah! Yeah, that <laughs> – you know. I'll, I'll, I'll agree to that. Like, that was – that was a really good jump scare. Uh, and – it's, I want to point out, it's also where I figured out uh, who the real killer was. I was doubtful of it, but when he, when he because of the fact that he lights the fire with the candle from a cupcake, I thought, mm. oh, well, maybe it's the roommate. But we'd had so many red herrings and so many people turn out to not be the killer that I thought, it seems unlikely, but that's the first like clue they've given us in a while as to who it might be. So I'm going to put, and it's the only person she hasn't, it's one of the only people she hasn't crossed off this list yet. I'm going to put the roommate on the list. But it still seemed very confusing because it was like, is it the serial killer? Because he's definitely seen wearing, he's definitely at the right place at the right time. So I still had my doubts, but that was the first time where I was like, oh, okay, I'm putting you on the list, Lori. I just really liked the death montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. What song was that set to? Confident. Ah, yes, Demi Lovato. Yes, yes, confident. Uh, that was just a fun, a fun scene. Yeah, um, with Tree trying to confront and unmask the killer every time, just to be killed. Yeah, over and each over time. Because there's some funny moments in there. You know, there's a. Uh, I don't remember his name, but when she sees the, uh, the guy who was trying to get with her, yeah, and she realizes Tim. that he's uh, that he's it's gay. It's always Tim, isn't it? And she's like, oh, it all makes sense now. But then she falls and... Yeah, this guy turns around and he's like... Man. Like, that's a funny moment. I liked... Uh, and it's also, like, a nice little, like... It helps... It, like, takes care of a side character... Yeah. Mm-hmm. ...that doesn't even need his, his character advanced. But, like, she figures out why... Like, oh, that's why he's trying he's so hard. He's so weird yeah. around her. He's trying to... I don't know. It's funny. And it moves on the story. Like, I really, I think my favorite scene is the the montage scene. Because she goes through so many different things of, like, this is where she's really trying to find her own murder and solve this problem. But then she's also just getting killed over and over and over again. So her I don't give a fucks just skyrocket through the roof because she knows that the day's going to reset. So she's walking around without clothes on one day. And she's just, like, genuinely doesn't care because she knows it's going to happen. She dyes her hair pink. Right. But then after that is whenever you see her just die over and over again. And so it lets you know she's continually being killed. And then when that scene ends is whenever we realize, oh, this is actually having a genuine uh, blowback on her physical health because that's she's got she wakes up the next morning and is like in pain and passes out from the hospital. And then she goes to that hospital and is like, you have major trauma. Like the fact that you're not dead is incredible. And so that puts a timely factor on it. It's like, how much longer can she last continually dying? It's not that the day just resets. 
because she remembers everything and because it's all happening to her, there is a physical problem that she has to solve this now. So it puts more urgency to the issue that she's in. It's not just a, okay, well, I can die until I solve this problem. It's a, no, I got to solve this problem or I'm actually going to die. My favorite, to say something a little different, I like right after that. Um, She's at the hospital. She discovers... More, somehow, she over the course of the movie, she discovered the idea of this serial killer, Tombs, who kills blonde women who look more or less like her. Mm-hmm. And she tries to stop him, but it doesn't work. And Carter shows up and tries to help her. And Carter ends up getting killed. And she runs away. And she actually gets the drop on Tombs, knocks him out, and, re- and she's about to kill him. But then she realizes if she survives, it means Carter will stay dead. Mm-hmm. And she chooses to kill herself and start the day over so that she has a chance to keep Carter alive. And I thought that was a masterstroke in showing how much the character's grown. Definitely. To make a selfless act from somebody who at the beginning of this movie wouldn't, uh, you know, think twice about someone like Carter or his roommate, or probably any of the people in the movie, anybody else in the movie, you know, right. doesn't care about any of these people. Right. It's a great movie, and it shows like a real development of what this uh, series of events has done to her. It's caused her to actually think for, about somebody other than herself. Um, and uh, I just and I and it made me really look at this film in a different way. Um, the death montage is really great. I like when she's in camo, wearing mm-hmm. the she got she's in camo. She got like pink hair, yeah, and yeah. he just like comes sprinting up out of nowhere and drowns her. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of another moment out of that because like you, you said the one about uh, him, her overwatching. I'm trying to think. Uh, anyway, it's a great montage. The music's great. Um, it definitely has those Groundhog vibes of doing the same thing over and finding little new nuances within each day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, that's probably one of my favorite scenes. I think I had another one here. Um, let's see. No, I guess that's it. I did like the uh, uh, to sneak in another reference movie. Oh no! You know what's a scene that I don't know if I like or don't like? It's where it's her second death, where she's gonna uh, sleep with that guy in his room oh, with yeah, all the music in the pleasure dome, and that dude gets like stabbed to the beat. <laughs> of the music yeah. i was like huh? okay <laughs> i was like this is kind of funny but also just kind of weird because she's like reading a text and he's getting like dude like you know it's really kind of like it was kind of off-putting but i don't know if i like it or don't like it i can't say i liked it i think i liked it yeah was there anything that anyone didn't like least favorite parts i have one things that didn't make sense yes i have a big thing that doesn't really make sense okay so I'm not sure. We kind of spoke this a little bit earlier. I'm not sure that the mystery part stands up to scrutiny very much when taken when the gimmick's taken out of it. Um, my wife was really disappointed in Lori's motivation that it was really kind of petty, and I was at first I was like, well, I mean that's I've heard of people getting killed for less, you know, uh, you know she's sleeping with the guy that she's in love with, and. Yeah. Um, you know, at its face, it seems like 
I think uh, the the whole movie has seems like it has this cosmic purpose for this whole event for it to just, for the death to be warranted by just like you're sleeping with the guy I like seems a little bit shallow, but to me where it really kind of like gets weird is like what kind of plan, uh, what kind of backup plan is releasing a serial killer? Like why not just poison something she'll eat? Yeah, she won't eat a cupcake, but I bet she eats something. Poison something else or poison her drink. Yeah. Like, you have access to the poison. Why is your next step, oh, I can't poison her in her sleep. I'll release a serial killer on campus. Like, yeah. it's it's a little bit of a jump in logic there sure. for Lori to make. Um, but, uh, but between that, some occasional hokey moments where the dialogue's a little bit, oh, a little bit over the top or just kind of weird. There are some moments where I feel like the director was trying to, like, this is how the kids talk. You know? They say weird stuff like H-W-Z. this. I feel like he's never... It's how I, kids talk. My, I think my wife said, uh, boy, this person really hates sororities. <laughs> because everybody in those sororities is, like, a total uh Right, but, like, witch. that's a, that's a trope of all movies like this. Like, that's what they always portray them as. And yeah. Even though it's not true, but, like, that's usually the stereotype that sororities and, and having these type of movies. And I'm not saying it's enough to make me, like, hate the film. But to if I'm going to nitpick, those are sort of my nitpicks. I think as far as the mystery goes, uh, I think I, I get what she's saying. But for me, it's more than just, like she did it because she's sleeping with like Lori seems like a person who's like worked really hard she doesn't seem like she's got that same kind of attitude as all the other girls in the sorority she seems like someone who has worked really hard for what she's got and then she sees these people in her sorority that have these type of attitudes that Mm -hmm. act however they want and do whatever they want and get away with everything they want and then yeah she has feelings for this doctor Gregory who's married which is a problem in and of itself but like she gets with him and for her that's like the straw like tree at the beginning doesn't seem like she really cares about her she treats her like garbage and it's just this piling on and piling on and that was the last straw of seeing this person that she doesn't feel like works very hard getting the thing that she wants and that's just like i'm done i've had it and that's gonna flip the switch that's the reason that I can take that. I will agree that the serial killer, when I first watched the movie, really kind of, to me, came out of nowhere. Like, it didn't really seem to make yeah. sense from a storytelling perspective because I was like, where the hell did the serial it killer seems come a from? Little, like, it yeah. came out of nowhere. Well, at, at first it seems kind of lazy. Finish. Like, you finish. Yeah. I, as I've watched it more often, like, I get, I, I've understood where it was, like, at least kind of how it became to be, but I still think that it's a little bit of a stretch from a story flow perspective. I think the 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 Lori thing. I I think what you said, David. We see people get killed for less, so it, it wasn't an unbelievable reach to me that yeah. she would do that. Uh, as for the serial killer, um, I think the serial killer aspect of the movie, before you learn the twist, makes perfect sense. Um, this is a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. You'd be crazy not to expect one. Right. Um, now, yes, when we find out that Lori's plan was to release the serial killer, <laughs> that is absurd. Just because her plan, her initial plan failed. Yeah. Right, like just as do, the backup. Like, even if that was the first plan, it'd be kind of like, well, that's kind of a weird well, plan. Well, like, do you think she talked to him? You can't like, guarantee that he'll kill her. Right. Yeah, and you can't guarantee... Or her. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> that's why I think... The, did she talk to the serial killer? I was like, listen, I'm going to unlock you, but there's a pretty blonde girl that I yeah. want you to kill. And if the plan is, because I think, I think what they articulated is that, like, Lori was like, I'm going to kill you dressed like him, and they'll just blame him. Like, you're also like, why, 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 why release a serial killer? Would just... 
You don't I have to do that part. Glory's not. You have poison. <laughs> the poison cupcake is weird in and of itself. That seems like a complex plan. Um, to poison a single cupcake, mm-hmm. um, and then like completely, I assume what would have to be an out of character move to give her the cupcake mm-hmm. is suspicious. Um, it 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 is like Lori at every step tries to take the most complicated option. Yeah, because yeah, if you're willing to free a serial killer in the hopes that he'll kill Tree. Why don't you just stab her? Yeah. yeah. Well, which is what she, I guess what she does, but the idea of like. Or that she wants to be the mastermind, I'm not gonna, the one who does it. Yeah. I didn't kill her, the cupcake did. Yeah. I didn't kill her, Tombs did. Yeah. Like maybe it couldn't that, have been maybe me. Maybe she thought and, that would work. And I think the way that, the way that Tree puts it is that in a few versions, it is Lori who kills her. But uh, I mean, like, I just don't know why, why, why put a bunch of other people at risk? Just so you can have an alibi and be like, well, it couldn't have been me. This serial killer got loose. Because Lori also doesn't care about other people. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> some nurse. Some, some nurse, nurse indeed. <laughs> Andrew. Hippocratic oath. Andrew, any thoughts pop up while we've been talking about this? Anything you didn't like? You know, I've, I've been thinking about that. I There's really not anything that I can come up with that would constitute that i mean the only the only reason the only thing i could think of is like why is the time loop happening but mm-hmm. i think in the same in the same reasoning of groundhog day you don't really know why it's happening there either it's just it just happens yeah. so i just i just kind of took it for that but no honestly there's there's not a lot there uh that i can say that i didn't like about this movie i agree that's yeah that's, that's my opinion i'm sticking i to agree it. we can, you can always find nitpicks for movies it's it's not very hard i think we had uh several movies that we we reviewed where we just kind of what was it is the night of the museums where we just harped on how they got things clean and oh uh, yeah, yeah why yeah. there were and no security guards oh yeah if you and wanted then, to like so like to like nitpick find, the time travel aspect yeah there's plenty of there's things, plenty yeah. of things you can nitpick about any movie but uh but generally i think it's a fairly entertaining film yep Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I really enjoyed the ending also just to go back to the, like the very very ending where again we've already had one fake out where we thought that everything was wrapped up and then she woke up again mm-hmm. and we think again she's killed her roommate the day's going to start over and then again bam wakes up to the same thing Carter's hey, under the thing it's your right and time. then she's like what it's like you can see this fear just raging and he's like I'm kidding I'm kidding calm down it's Frankie. Tuesday the 18th, or it's Tuesday the 19th. We're good. <laughs> and uh, I really enjoyed that brief little fake out as mm-hmm. a way to end the movie. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Which, oh, I guess... Fake out one, and then make out. The one thing that I guess I can bring up <laughs> as, a, as another like little nitpicky thing is that Carter seems to be totally okay with this. Like, he doesn't really take much convincing of this whole situation. No, he pretty, like, takes it pretty Anybody right. else, like Andrew, I've known you for a long time. If you came to me and said, Garrett... I've been reliving the same exact day and dying for the last week. I'd go, you need to go to a doctor. <laughs> I will take you there. I would think you're nuts. But I believe him. he goes. <laughs> but then what if he walked What if he walked outside with you and then predicted every single thing that happened within the radius I of I mean, you? that is true. She does do that does, with him. She does that. So that would make yeah. me That's witchcraft. Least, if, like, if listen what if he it. just walked outside naked with all the confidence in the world? Wouldn't You'd be that. like, what the hell? <laughs> I would that would be a different that. Andrew. Yeah. I don't want That'd be that. one hell of a show, I'll tell you. Oh, that I right thought now. of a, <laughs> I thought of a nitpick I don't like. The fart joke. 
the one where she farts oh, herself. Oh, yeah, yeah. She <laughs> is, like, breaks Like, like I get it, yeah. but, like, yeah. fart jokes. It's, yeah. it's, really, it's really for comedic effect, but it has no... Farts. It it's not that it funny, though. It's not like, that if funny. If you're going to be comedic, like, at least be funny. Yeah. Farts are funny in kids' movies. Kids, yeah. kids laugh at farts. It was, yeah. I mean, this was is it just kind of like off-putting? Yeah. Yeah. It was let's, weird. let's all be <laughs> real and just understand that when that fart happened, Andrew laughed so <laughs> long. I didn't. I, I he didn't. laughed for like hours. <laughs> no, laughing. I didn't laugh because like I didn't I don't believe I, that for a second. You love fart jokes. I mean, fart jokes are funny, but like to, <laughs> that, that was not funny hard. in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, like like. I didn't. Uh, the fart joke in that was unexpected. And Aren't they all? I mean, well, that one, that one in particular, I never expected it to come from her. But like, girls fart too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. But like, uh, I just I didn't expect it, and I'm like, oh well, why was that there? All right. It was very unexpected and almost unwanted. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up this discussion of. Happy Death Day and move on to the box office performance of this film, which oh. I believe was quite well, quite Wait, good for what it is. I want to add in one more oh, thing, though. Okay. This isn't really about the story at all. This is just a detail. Uh, this movie was actually conceived about uh, 10 years earlier, earlier than it, when it came out in 2007. Cool. It was originally going to be produced by Michael Bay. Nope. Nope. And it was originally supposed to star Megan Fox okay. as I, Teresa. She's fine. fine. As Teresa. So this could have been a very different movie. It got shelved for a long time. Finally, the uh, writer-director. That car would have blown up more than once if it were Michael Bay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of things would have blown up more if Michael Bay were producing this movie. There would be a lot of gunfire and whatnot. But uh, it would have been, yeah, Megan Fox, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And it was going to be called Half to Death. Yeah, Half to Death. That was what it was going to be called, which is not quite as good. Doesn't even make sense. I'm not really sure what it's supposed to mean, Half to Death. Unless scared Half to Death. Is that the point? I don't know. But... Uh, yeah, Happy Death Day definitely was a cooler title. In fact, as I think, I think you might find that same thing, Garrett. Uh, they didn't even have the Happy Birthday element until like very late in production. Like it wasn't in either the first or second draft. So that's a kind of fascinating idea. It's something that seems kind of key to the movie, the, the mm-hmm. whole birthday aspect. Uh, wasn't even necessarily a concept. Weird. Oh, and the guy who designed the baby face mask also designed the scream. Mask. Oh, I wanted to talk about the baby face mask real quick. I feel like that's, and I know this, I feel like that's the closest thing that we have currently in this modern era to, like, the screen mask. No. You don't think so? Well, we don't have a closest thing because this movie is nowhere near the phenomenon that's Right, mask. I know, but I feel like most, no, like, most people if, wouldn't recognize the baby mask. Yeah, I guess, but, like, for me, there's, you could say, like, the it stuff, but that's different. Like, I feel like this is the first real attempt in a while I'll, maybe I'll word it that way. First real attempt in a while to have some kind of mask that Iconic is... Iconic mask, yeah. Gar- like the main focus of a killer. Yeah. You don't really have that anymore since Scream. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Uh, I don't understand... Jigsaw? The- yeah, but that's different because it's not a mask. Everything it's just can't a just be doll. different. No, no, no. It's not, it's not a mask. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a different. Doll. It's well, a that- doll. <laughs> like, I'm saying that the killer is wearing a mask... So who are some other tormenting. who are some other major masked uh, serial killers that you would add to this list? With it was baby naturally Freddie and, and Michael, Jason and Michael. but Freddie doesn't wear a mask. He's well, burned. but yeah, he's got Michael it. wears a mask. He still has and a... Freddie and, and Jason wears a mask. Right. Yeah. But and if you want to do strictly mask, then yes, those yeah. two. I mean, Freddie's face is burned. Right. Screen. Fair enough. That's that would be like well, saying know, like the Chucky mask, but, yeah. but Chucky doesn't wear a mask. He's just a doll. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I don't think that Chucky does necessarily count, but I feel like this is an at least attempt to put something creepy on. 
to yeah. intimidate. And it works. You don't really have that. Yeah, it, it's like creepy baby man. Yeah, baby who, what kind of college has a baby as a mascot? What is that, That's what weird. It is a weird mascot for a college. I mean, I know it's called Bayfield College. I mean. Our college was the Hillcats. So. Right, but that's Babies. an animal that is like, they at least draw it to look scary. Yeah. This is a baby. A baby. Yeah. Who the wants to play the babies? babies. Yeah. It doesn't sound I like, I mean, I guess it's funny if you, get, if you get beat by the babies. I guess that's funny. And we got beat by a bunch of babies. But I mean, knowing that they're the babies, they probably lose. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted to bring that. Now, now I'm done. If anybody, me too. Go to the box, box office. office then. All right, we're not done yet. Onto the box office stats. So, Happy Death Day, like we said, debuted October 13th, way back in 2017. It finished number one with a three-day opening total of 26 million dollars. Uh, let's see here. Also in the top ten that weekend, uh, like I said, Happy Death Day at number one. Blade Runner 2049. Great. I uh, made 15 million dollars in its second weekend. Uh, the Foreigner made 13 million. That was opening that weekend too. Uh, it, or It Chapter One, Great made movie. six million dollars in its sixth week. Uh, the mountain, the mountain between us, uh, brought in five point seven. It was in its second week. That stars uh, Idris Elba, I believe, oh, yeah. and uh, I can't remember Diane Keaton. I don't know. I'm <coughs> it up. Uh, American Made uh, brought in five point five. It was in its third week. The Kingsman Golden Circle comes in at number seven with five point three. The Lego Ninjago movie. Comes in at number eight with four million, uh, and then uh, My Little Pony the movie comes in with four million at number nine, and I don't remember this movie Victoria and Abdul. Mm. Mm. Oh, I do actually remember seeing a trailer for this. It's about uh, Queen Victoria and uh, her Paul Abdul and Paul Abdul. Yes, uh, that made three mil that weekend. So uh, t- in total, you have two sequels that weekend with King with the Kingsman movie and uh, and twenty forty nine. Uh, so let me go on here. Death Day would go on to finish with around $55 million in the United States over its nine-week run. It also brought in, and I think this is pretty amazing, $69 million um, from foreign markets uh, to bring its worldwide total to $125 million, Wow. Which, on a movie that didn't have a ton of marketing necessarily and doesn't feature any major names and is a pretty new concept, I think that's pretty good. Uh, made more well, overseas. The budget was only like four million. Yes, exactly. Like that, it so it it cleared its. It had a four point eight million dollar budget. Cleared that easily, uh, opening weekend. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you could say it overperformed. I think the mark the uh, the the early projections were for it only make about fifteen million dollars opening weekend. So it uh, it did well over that. So it's no wonder that they greenlit a sequel for it uh, when they did. Uh, at fifty five million. Uh, domestic death day finished at 50 at the in the number 51 spot for all of 2017 now uh we've been over 2017 a few times uh we uh just recently uh reviewed uh, john wick 2 back during john wick june and uh it chapter one and cars three those are our other 2017 movies if you want to go check those out it john wick cars three um number one that year we've talked about star wars the last jedi and uh, then you had Beauty and the Beast, Wonder Woman, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, It, Thor Ragnarok, Despicable Me 3, and Justice League. That's your top 10 for 2017. Um, Happy Happy Death Day had the thor- <laughs> 34th excuse me, highest opening for an October release. And since it is October, I've got some spooky, I mean not spooky, I got some October-based numbers that I'll go over this month. 
while we go through these movies. So at the 34th highest opening, uh, which isn't too bad for a new movie, uh, uh, we actually have uh, some number. I have so sorry. I have some numbers here. Does anybody want to guess the number? The highest opening for an October release. And well, this, now it's Joker. Yes, this oh. is actually semi-breaking news because <laughs> now it is, as of this weekend, when we're recording this, October of 2019, the Joker, or excuse me, just Joker, made $93 million this weekend. Wow. Or at least that's the estimate, which that's the most for any October release. Does anyone want to guess what it surpassed to get there? Halloween. Not Halloween. The Halloween is the number three. Wow. Halloween 2018, that yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Well, that was my guess. Well, oh, it wasn't it. It was released in September. That's right. What what year was this movie released? I don't want to say. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you this. It, it was released. Away, huh? It was released within the last five years. It's a very recent release. The last, uh, the top three movies were all released within the last five years. Rated R, PG thirteen. It is rated R, I think. Hang on. It is rated PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Highest grossing October blank. opening. It's not a horror movie. No, not a horror movie. I got nothing. I tap out. Might be similar to Joker. Oh. Batman vs Superman. No, similar to Joker. What is the joke? What is Joker? Like what is Joker? It. What is Joker as a movie? A uh, comic book movie? A comic book movie about a bad guy? Justice right. League? No. Venom? Venom! Venom! Uh, I forgot that people like that. Venom may open to $80 million. That, movie. that was last year. Opened to 80 mil. Was the highest was the highest opening for an R-rated movie up until, or not for an October movie until then. Isn't the highest grossing movie, oh wait, hang on. That's my that's my stat for for uh, three weeks from now. Oh, save <laughs> it then. Is Almost it, gave it away. Soon, save it. Early. Don't spray it. Isn't Venom also uh, like a, a villain? Yeah, that's what He's I was like. That's what I was getting yeah. at. Okay. He originally started as a bad guy. He's become more of an antihero slash just regular hero okay. in today's comics. But I'll yeah, tell you what, Venom in the movie, a Venom is a bad guy. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Right. There's um, other bad guys, but he's still a bad guy. Okay. What is this I'm looking at? No, I don't know. That's that. Sorry. Okay, let's wrap it up. Yes. Death Day uh, was the 15th highest grossing film for Blumhouse, uh, which is uh, not necessarily a new studio, but has been kind of picking up a lot of uh, good clout recently, thanks in no part to its highest grossing movie, which is Get Out. Mm-hmm. So uh, with the movies it's got coming up in the future, the kind of established films it's been working on, because it's kind of responsible for the Paranormal Activity movies, I think they own the Amneville horror rights, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff under Blumhouse, and they're kind of getting a name for being kind of the new horror genre, which is something I feel like Lionsgate had for a while, but mm-hmm. Lionsgate slowly became the young adult uh, <laughs> brand. Yeah. All right, and uh, that's it. Cool. Who's running the Rotten Tomatoes game this week? Garrett is, because I think you won last week. I okay. Did. Well, what do y'all? What do we think? What do we think? What do we think? Happy Death Day. I am going to vote 77. Damn. 77. Is that what you were really thinking? Clo- no, I was thinking 75. That's really close to mine. I'll say okay. 75 until I hear the critics' consensus. Okay. I'm going to say 83. 83. 83. That's a high one. All right. 77, 75, and 83. Here is your consensus. Happy Death Day 
puts a darkly humorous sci-fi spin on slasher conventions with an with added edge courtesy of a star-making performance from Jessica Roth. I'm staying at 83. Okay. I'm going to go to 80. 80. Well, I'll go to 77. 77. <laughs> All right. So it ends up being 77. <laughs> David is at 77. Andrew is at 80. Josh at 83. The winner, which I think might surprise some of you, is oh, David with a, criti- or a critic's consensus of 71. Ah, uh, 71. Which is a little lower than I Could have been closer. Audience score, fun fact, lower than the critics at 66. Really? 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 Yep. You're wow. surprised by that? I'm not surprised um, by it. It's because they walked into a horror movie and didn't get one. Yeah. That's they, why. Well, they this they one, didn't get a horror movie. This one's movie. close. We'll it's talk not. about the second one here next week, but like this you one You don't is walk into a horror movie one. on Friday the 13th in October and laugh. Well, I that's guess the that's problem. Fair. They did not get a horror movie. Yeah. Well, you can cuz sometimes no. horror movies are like uh funny in an awkward way and you just laugh at how how like stupid things can be. Yeah. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that the crit. I I kind of thought the critics would be lower on this. They think I think it sounds like they think it's good, but it's not necessarily the best movie they've ever seen. Seventy one's not a terrible score. No, uh, audiences weren't super in love with it though. That's okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, this is a weird one where the I don't believe the critics' consensus matches the critics. Uh, they seem to think it's a very great movie that created a star. Yeah, and then they give it a seventy one. Well, it's a consensus star making performance. It's an aggregate. So. If we were yeah. going to give it a score, though, how many uh, cupcakes would we give this movie? Four poisoned cupcakes Four out of five for me. Same. I give, Same. It, th- I give it three and a half. Well, I didn't realize I was going to be the only one giving it three and a half. I give it three and a half. Very good. Cool. All right, well. I like it. Um, then, David, you will be back to running the Rotten Tomatoes Woo. game for Happy Death Day to You, right. which we will be doing next week um, as Halloween month continues on so many sequels. We'll be back then. In the meantime, you can find us online at facebook.com slash so many sequels pod and on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just search so many sequels there. We're up on iTunes, Spotify, Soundstooth, all of that stuff. Stitcher. Yep. Google so many sequels podcast oh, yeah. and we'll be the first thing that comes up. You can find us wherever you like it. And if you uh, want more Halloween stuff, go back to our episodes from last uh, October where we went through some of the big hits of the Halloween series, yes, uh, including Halloween, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, uh, Halloween Rob Zombie, yep. and Halloween 2018. Halloween 2018. We're going to have some sequels of that coming out in the near Ooh, future. Ooh, yes. Halloween. Halloween Kills and Halloween. Yes. They're cool Halloween titles. Halloween Forever or something. Uh, that sounds like <laughs> Batman Forever. I don't think no, it's that. I, I highly recommend listening to the Halloween series. It was the one did that Did you made listen me, to the Halloween I did. Series? It was the one that made me... Uh, forced my way onto this show <laughs> wow. because wow. I I thought I can't let Andrew keep comparing Mike Myers to Jaws <laughs> every week and not give him crap about. Did it. he do that? Yeah, I every week he goes, Mike Myers kind of like Jaws, and you say it like it you, like it's the first time you've thought it every time. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and listen to them myself. I don't remember that. <laughs> well, now I'm gonna have like to. Jaws. It's hard to imagine that was a year ago. It is. It really is. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it does. All right, well. I'm getting sentimental. Let's wrap it up. Go find us online. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back next week with Happy Death Day 2. Until then. Red Velvet is my favorite type of cake. Okay.